0: Welcome to the Law of Love podcast where we discuss spirituality, personal development, energetics, and so much more. My name is Andrea Alejandre and I'm here to amplify love and assist you in your self-healing journey. I'm glad our souls meet again. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Law of Love. This is your girl Andrea and today we have one of the most exciting guests I have had on thus far. I've waited for this moment a long time. I prayed for it and then I finally asked And she was like, yeah, that's not a big deal. So here we are. We have the one and the only, my own personal shaman, Jessica, who is also my mentor. And she is the one that I am learning from on my shamanic apprenticeship. So as always, I will let her introduce herself. And this episode is going to be super, super juicy. So thank you for being
1: here. Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, Jessica and I work as a shaman, and I live in Sydney, and yeah, I just got married two weeks ago. Did I tell you that? No, you just got married? Oh my god! Yeah, It was, <laughs> it was like, a, it wasn't a secret, but we eloped, so we've now like told my parents, and friends, and family, and stuff, yeah.
0: Oh, congratulations. That's so exciting.
1: Thank you. Yeah, so what else is new? I think Yeah, that's it. I'm Jessica. I practice shamanism and I teach as well. So yeah, I'm happy to be there. Let's get into it.
0: Yeah. And so the type of shamanism that that, that now we practice is very special because there is no plant medicine, there's no hallucinogenics, it's all through our own energetic field. So can you explain a little bit on that, how it works and why it works, why it's effective, why it's, I, I don't wanna say better, but why it's um, almost like safer, right?
1: Yeah, oh, I could talk about this forever. But the most important thing, like how it works is we all have an energy field. If you exist, if you're a breathing human, you have an energy field and you are connected to the tree of life on a soul level. So we're not just our physical body. We have our uh, mental, emotional, spiritual body. So our spiritual body also has an environment. So when you know how to use your consciousness to access through the gates of your physical body your energy field you can actually do anything really anything in that space because you don't have the limitations of time and space that we have in the physical realm so any type of ancestral healing physical healing everything that we experience in the physical is really the 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 last step in in manifestation like of, of symptoms of everything that happens in the spiritual so how that works i mean you you've been training for a few months and we're not there yet so i couldn't i couldn't like how do you say it like compress that into a few sentences like how it works it takes practice but um it really works because we are essentially whole already with everything so if we can get past the separation the illusion of separation that we experience in our daily lives we can really connect to um, to the whole to the tree of life which means that we cannot just do that type of healing on ourselves we can do it for other people too if it's if it's karmically allowed
0: Oh, great explanation. And can you just give a brief explanation on karma and what you mean by karmically
1: allowed? Right. So we all have free will. That's just natural law. That's really what sets the third dimension apart from the other ones. So it means that even though we have all of these endless possibilities and we have the technology to really... Expand ourselves beyond the 3D, we haven't, we are not taught these technologies anymore, right? So even though we can do all these things, we're not just allowed to go into anyone's energy field and do whatever we want, basically. So when we come with our own karmic lessons, whatever we agree to work on, in this incarnation, we can always override it with our free will. We forget it the moment that we're born and then we're free to choose whatever we want because every experience allows uh, source, the tree of life to expand in some way. And some people want to make choices that are service to self, that are maybe breaching other people. Maybe they're not ready to learn a certain lesson Maybe they have certain attachments that they want to play out further until they ultimately maybe do want to heal. So consent is really um, essential in this work. And some people, for some people, death is healing as well. So luckily, sorry for the traffic. Luckily I haven't had any of those types of uh, types of experiences because I feel like I try and put out there as much as I can like how it works and people's own responsibility even in having it done to you but yeah sometimes healing is just not um not in the cards for certain people Hmm. and you
0: mentioned attachments can you go into what are attachments how do we get them can we get rid of them a little bit on that
1: yeah, absolutely. Attachments are the way that I talk about them. They're usually demonic entity attachments. That's what I work to remove in journeys. But we also have our emotional attachments. They're usually linked to to infringements in our energy field though. So when I talk about attachments, I'm usually talking about something, something negative that is blocking us In our own freedom and it's maybe something that has breached our our energy field or it's something that we feel that we need but it's actually uh, it's actually blocking our own our own expansion in a way
0: right and this all happens in our energetic field and then it presents itself and manifests itself in our three-dimensional field which is why when we do a shamanic journey it's so powerful because when we are able to help someone heal these entity attachments or get release these entity attachments it will also affect their three-dimensional experience correct
1: yeah absolutely
0: so you mentioned that we weren't currently being taught how to do these practices on our own when was a time that we were being taught these practices and who were the people that were teaching them
1: so it is still being taught, um, usually in more, in more darker, darker settings, basically. So, um, but for the way that we use it, I would go back to the time of the Essenes. I think that that's what you're alluding to, right? Yes. So yeah. the Essenes were a community community. We know them from the Dead Sea Scrolls, so the community in Qumran in the first century, but there were a lot more Essene communities and they go back many, many generations before that. And they were really a community of of shamans, shamans, teachers, astrologers, mathematicians that had been given, they had inherited a lot of these these ancient technologies and, um, and we're still practicing them, yeah.
0: And they were also able to journey without plant medicine.
1: Yeah, yeah, as far as we know, right? So with the Essenes, there is very limited, you know, firsthand um, accounts and, and literature, but they could heal with even a word or a touch. Journeying was also, you know, part of daily life for them that's why there is so much prophecy uh, involved with not just biblical but exo biblical descriptions of their life but they did not uh, need need any outside influences or or forces other than god really to to perform healing and they had really perfected that art and that's really what they were known for
0: Yeah. And speaking of healers and people who can heal with just one word, how does Jesus play a role in what we do and also what the Essenes would do?
1: Yeah, so the Essenes were a messianic cult. So they knew for many generations that they were preparing for the coming of Jesus. And Jesus had incarnated before, according to them, in the form of Abraham, Moses. So they knew that there was going to come a day where he would be born and he would need to be taught all of these things. Of course, he would have all of these incredible natural abilities, but when you come into human form, you, uh, yeah, that all needs to be honed and nurtured. So that was really ultimately what they were preparing for. Right. And was it, is it believed that Jesus studied with them
0: during that time period when he kind of went MIA? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. And also when he wasn't MIA. So also with with what we know about his life's journey. Yeah.
0: Right. And how does he play a role in your day-to-day work? Do you, do you invoke the name of Jesus at all? Uh, More and more actually. Yeah. Yeah, so growing up Catholic for me was a little iffy when I came to this work, and I realized how much God and light and a lot of aspects of Catholicism and Christianity were involved. But the the foundation really is that Christ consciousness, and I think that there's a newfound love love for Jesus quote unquote that I've that I've come to with this shamanic mm-hmm. practice. Um, so I wanna. I want to see if you can talk on this a little bit because you've seen the evolution of me of where I was when I first started working with you versus where I am now. And so have other people, which is why I invited you to come on the podcast because I think it's just so beautiful when you can explain things, you know, cause they hear from me all the time, but I kept, I keep hearing that, I glow. People are like, what are you doing? Because you are glowing. And it has progressively gotten more and more constant where people are like, you just glow. Like, I don't know what it is you're doing, but you glow. The one thing that I would say has significantly in my own personal opinion shifted this for me is my own ability to journey for myself as well as obviously having my spirit guides and and you come into my field and clear some things and move some things around. So can you speak on, on how impactful that has been, what you've seen in me, but then also how you've seen it manifest itself in other people?
1: Yeah. Well, when people first come to me, there's always some element of being lost or blocked or wanting answers, right? And the more that you progress on this path and you're able to allow that that healing and that source connection to be restored in your field, which I do in journeys that I do for, for clients, which is how you started out as well, things start to flow and you can actually, because of that, take The path of least resistance in your life which not only means that you feel happier you feel more aligned things magnetically start to work out and come into alignment for you but you build up this reservoir of energy inside of yourself because of that because you're not leaking it anymore into all of those breaches uh, where your energy field before was not could be Uh, protected and and sealed off and it could also be because of the source alchemy practices
0: true yes
1: that's really such a powerful way where you are really pulling all that energy inside of your inside of your physical body which is the best bridge between between the two realms
0: yeah well since you brought up source alchemy and i am obsessed with source alchemy i don't think i've talked about it on the podcast but i'm glad you're here and for anyone who wants to possibly take source alchemy what would you say so what is source alchemy in a little deeper what benefits come from it source alchemy is really the way to
1: the quickest way to create heaven on earth, especially for women is through sexuality. This is also what the Essenes were very aware of when you are in the presence of divine feminine sexuality. So when we talk about sexuality right now, it's mostly associated with uh, porn or like multiple Sexual partners, or all the things like you know, shame that over time have become attributed to sexuality. When we strip all of those notions away, we're left with true creative life force God in your body. And when you know how to move that energy through the body, how to connect to your energy field in that way you can actually raise your vibration like crazy and build so much more energy. It's, it's, it's really, um, yeah, it's the most fun thing I think I've, I've ever done. And, and the experiences are, are really crazy that happened from it, yeah. Yeah, it
0: has been super, super fun. And I've, I'm being completely honest. I haven't even finished the program, but I have seen such amazing transformations in in things that are, are like, quote unquote, not related even. So like with my mom, my relationship has improved and I can feel that direct connection to my own womb and that connection to that umbilical, like energetic yeah. umbilical cord that was there before and has been you know, healed in so many different ways around my own sexual trauma. And then even the relationship with my partner that has significantly gotten better. So if anyone feels the call, please,
1: please look into Source Alchemy. Will you be continuing to offer this program? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I definitely plan on doing it. It's way too fun not to. And there's also something so beautiful about women just strangers coming together all doing the practices sharing their experiences it's so it's so incredibly healing in itself especially now that you like the the amount of sexual trauma that I encounter with women is is crazy it's highly disturbing yeah so there is such a this, this movement, this healing in the collective is so needed. And it is so, so incredibly, like, gratifying to, to share and, and to do. And it is such a, like, the ancestral healing that, that you've noticed from it, how it transforms your relationship with your partner. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're single or, or what you're, um sexuality like what your preferences are that doesn't matter it's all about finding the divine in yourself and then knowing how to activate that and you can integrate that with your everyday life and it's it's it it is really it's totally transformational
0: yeah Uh. And I had, I had my partner when I started this program, but I would make the argument that if you don't have a partner, this is like the perfect time to do source alchemy because you really get to know and love yourself and call in the person that's going to respect you and, you know, kind of bring, bring that level of, of your vibration and match it and not just, you know, call in someone who's not, who's not worth, who's not worth it. Yeah. The girl. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh,
0: I love that. And these programs went hand in hand. So source alchemy combined with all of the healing that I have been doing through shamanic journeying has been so perfect. But I also want to invite anyone who wants to do shamanic journeying, but is like, is that gonna just take care of everything? It goes really good with all of the stuff that you're you're currently doing. So people that are doing other programs for self healing, shamanic shamanic journeying will kind of like bring that tenfold and multiply the effects of all of the self-healing that you're already doing.
1: Yeah, agreed. There is such a, such a relief in being able to go into your field and actually like look around and see how everything is fitting and, and working together. It brings a lot of, a lot of clarity and also creates so much more authenticity in yourself because you're not having all of these little compartments of your life where you're doing different things or trying to be a certain way it just brings everything to to the core of you where you're where you're connected to to the tree of life I do want to ask
0: how did you and you can you can just kind of give a brief lowdown but how did you get into this as a job or as like your your life mission I always think it's fascinating from where you were to where you are now can you share just a bit
1: Yeah, sure. So it started, it didn't come out of nowhere. I was always journeying. So when we would go on vacation and I would be sort of half asleep in the back of the car, I would look forward to having like many, many hours where I could just be in my own energy field, which I just thought was like my happy place at the time. Right. So then I started kind of started taking off by itself and like weaving into my dreams where I would have prophetic dreams or I would start to, um, it went really from daydreaming or kind of visualizing things that made me happy into crossing over with uh, my daily physical reality really quickly. So subconsciously, subconsciously, it was like the seed was planted where I knew like oh this is actually this is actually connected this is doing something so when you're when you were a kid you don't really i thought it was the coolest thing ever but i really didn't think like oh how can you you know apply this or how does this work scientifically so then it started going into more the prophecy aspect of it where i would see things happen when i was in that space And then the next day it would happen in my my environment. And then I thought, okay, there's kind of like an urgency to it because it would usually be bad things that I would see. And then, you know, fast forward like 15 years, I was really sick. I had all of these crazy illnesses and blocks. And then when I started on my own healing journey, And I had so much time to myself because we had moved away, we'd moved abroad. I didn't have a work visa, I was sick. So all I was doing was basically laying in bed journeying. And I would be on the phone a lot with my friends We would be having these hour long conversations about what was going on with them and they would start to come up. And then it kind of naturally progressed into journeying for them. And then when I got to Sydney, I had completely lost interest in what I was doing in terms of work before. And then I just decided like, why don't, why wouldn't I start doing this? Right. I was doing it all day, every day. And I saw that it worked. I healed all my own illnesses. So I started doing more and more for friends and I started charging for it because, you know, it is a lot of work and Kind of started navigating the the risks of it as well and also for people that were kind of like friends of friends of friends so I kind of slowly just transitioned into into charging for it basically which is what makes it work and yeah i never never looked
0: back. Was there a specific t- I don't want to say timeline or was there like a specific uh, someone in specific that you learned from did you it sounds like it was really self-taught for you on how to how to journey like you didn't really need did you need someone like to mentor you through it or to show you the steps or anything like that
1: yeah I did seek out someone to to teach me because I felt like okay this is naturally flowing and working but i had no idea what other people were doing and i did it wasn't a great experience to be honest um so i kind of it was it was valuable in the sense that it also taught me what not to do or what just doesn't work for me but um yeah, and I've read like every book about shamanism, but I don't feel like it really goes into how you how you do it properly and how you actually use it for, for real real effective healing. It's really clear when it's working or when it's not working what you're what you're doing. And um, yeah, I've just kind of been, been going my, my own way and just being true to my own knowing about this and um, really, really with my guides, mostly every time that I would make a decision when I was, you know, taking on more, more clients and people to journey for and I would be kind of grasping with, let's say, the professional side of things, I would just journey on it that's that's how I that's how I did everything yeah a little
0: bit of of what I'm alluding to is the fact that at the end of the day we all have the capacity to journey and we are all shamans in our own in our own way and not even in our own way but like we are we're meant to do this this is something that is innately within us and so if if I can do it then anyone can do it like anyone has this this gift this ability to heal themselves and go into their energetic field and find this safety yeah. and security in there so um that's kind of what i was getting at and and it's been so wonderful and so beautiful because as as easy as it has been there's also aspects of it that are hard and the parts that are hard are releasing this like ego of perfection or ego of needing to be right or ego of like you know, getting some form of validation from it when in reality, it's not, that's not the purpose. It's, it's so much more and it's so much deeper than that.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's really what I learned. Everything that is not purely of God and the tree of life is just not gonna serve you in the process. So it also really strengthens your, your trust, in your in yourself in your own abilities because no two shamans are going to be the same i by the way i don't care for the title of shaman at all in fact i find like the connotations that it has or like the vibe of other people that i sometimes see like pop up on social media or whatever doing it it really turns me off but i feel like energy is is also fine it's just what I do is very specifically shamanic journeying, so I feel like it it's like for communication purposes, it's the most useful. but everything that is really attached to labels, ego or like an, an advice that other people try to give you about what to do or what not to do, you really have to have to um, shut that out and, and go inside, yeah.
0: So good. I just, I just released an episode not too long ago about um, spiritual ego and like competition and stuff, but I, it's funny that you bring that up because I also don't really resonate with the, the term shaman, because what I want to do is is so much more about like the physical body. And I feel that I'm being called to utilize my, my hands-on gifts as well yeah. as my ability to go into the energetic realm and and help in that way. And so I don't feel that so beautiful. that it calls to me in that way. So I'm I'm happy to hear you say that because I thought it was just kind of me. I'm like, am I resisting? Is this just resistance? But okay, that that clarifies it even for me. <laughs> Good. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share? I think this episode was like really heavy in like information. Um yeah. And I love, I love so much that you give and that you share, but Jessica also has a podcast, you guys. So um, is there anything else you like to
1: share? And then if not, where can people find you? Um, anything else I'd like to share? Well, we live in crazy times. So t- take care of yourself. If you're listening, take really, really good care of your own energy because there are so many like tentacles coming at us from all directions, trying to get us to... To, to act and, and care and, and pay attention and really know that the the best way to help and to really raise the vibration of the collective is to take really, really good care of yourself, listen to your own needs, listen to your own intuition and your own relationship with God. That's really what it comes down to. And you don't have to be Christian. You can call it uh, source, the divine that's really, you know, always, always come back to that. That's just what I, what I'd say right now. And anoint, start anointing. Yes. Okay. Really quick. I don't want to, I want to,
0: you know, obviously be respectful of your time, but can you tell us what anointing is? And you guys, I anoint everything from my massage oil to other people's homes. I mean, I am anointing all the time. My (laughs) anointing oil is in my back
1: pocket, literally always great perfect yeah that's what we should all be doing so anointing is very very um how do i say this like the the best way to describe what anointing is is you bring the consecrating power of god into the physical through oil and you consecrate everything by putting it on everything and you know without going too much into the into the reason why we should do it that really comes down to you know spiritual warfare and territory i have a whole podcast episode about that by the way in case you are interested in it but that's really um the the best thing everyone should be everyone should be doing it okay what you should know about anointing is it is incredibly effective it is really fun and it's free and quick and you can do this with the things that you have in your kitchen right now.
0: Yeah, and you also have a really cute reel on it. So maybe I'll put that in the show notes so that
1: people can follow you on
0: Instagram. (laughs) So where can people find you? Tell us your podcast, your Instagram, your website, your offerings. Tell us everything.
1: My website is thewayshamanism.com. My Instagram handle is thewayshamanism. And my podcast is called The Way slash Shaman Jessica. So you can find it on on either of those uh, terms. Perfect. And
0: I will include all of those in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for coming. Now you guys understand why I glow. This is my mentor, you guys. like, Of course I'm going (laughs) to glow. Um, Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your love with us. I really appreciate you being here.
1: Of course, it was my pleasure and I can't wait to keep journeying together.
0: Yes, Jessica loves to say this thing at the end of her intro that says, come journey with me and it's my favorite part. So (laughs) come journey with (laughs) us, you guys.
1: Yes. All right. Thanks for having me.
0: Make sure you hit that follow button to never miss an episode. Share and tag to let me know that you're listening or share with someone that you know needs to be a part of this movement. To get the most out of this community, your community, I encourage you to join the exclusive Law of Love Community Facebook group and follow the podcast on Instagram at lawoflove.podcast. You can also send me an email at hello at lawoflovecommunity.com. If you would like to help support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon and get exclusive perks.